Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! You're listening to Headliners, the show featuring the best and brightest of music from all over the world. Please welcome your host, Greg Howard Jr. Joining me on this episode is one of my new favorite bands. Their EP, Take Me Out of Here, will be out on the 13th of September, and you can catch them opening for Leah Kate this fall. Please welcome Madison, Josh, and Nick from Senses. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hey. hello. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Uh, so, so tell me, what can we expect from the new EP? Oof, big sounds, big, big sounds. Um, a lot of that we came up with the Take Me Out of Here name because it's, you know, a lot of the songs have a theme of like escapism. So we just hope people listen to it and can take themselves out of the real world for, you know, for five songs worth. <laughs> yeah, that was honestly the first time I've heard someone say it back to us. Like your EP, yeah. Take Me Out of Here. I was like, oh, I was like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, you've oh, so you've heard. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have actually heard uh, the whole thing and it is fantastic. So congratulations to awesome. you on on what is a a very well done project. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you. We're excited. Yeah. yeah, we're really pumped about it. It came together pretty quickly. Like we had a plan to like do multiple EPs this year, and we were like, we'll have enough. To, we have plenty of time. Take our time on it, and we got done with that. Like in january we were like oh okay yeah <laughs> so if you had to describe the new ep using only one word what word are we picking oh this punk sounds curious. so nice i want to what'd you say i said punk curious <laughs> <laughs> if you put punk and curious together punk curious I'm curious. <laughs> Make one word. Um, I say like, like big. That sounds like such a simple word, but <laughs> that was the first word that came to my mind was just big. <laughs> I'm gonna say roller coaster. Oh, okay. Like that. That's good too. 
Um, what, oh, what you got? Oh, was my punk curious? Not, it uh, didn't work. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, one word, Josh. I know. Damn, I'm so bad at English. Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow that. <laughs> allow the it. New entry. Punk curious. Thank you. Yeah, it's hyphen, hyphen. <laughs> we're trying to start a movement here. <laughs> Wait, what was the other one we said the other day? We were like, we were like, we're a blank, blank punk curious. Remember, we came up with another one. Oh yes. Oh, oh yeah. So- what was- I, don't remember. Remember. I don't remember. Okay, I'll come back to us. So, who is who is an artist that if they popped into the Zoom right now and said? I need y'all to come on tour with me right this very minute. Who are you leaving this meeting for? You go. I would zoom out of this meeting so fast if uh, Miley Cyrus popped in and said, hey, hey, I'm going on tour. Let's go. I would be a smoke cloud. (laughs) What about you, Josh? Yeah, if uh, if Blink-182 hopped in here, uh, this would be a really short interview. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think of someone like just so random that would be like, you know what? We should. Yeah, we have to. Like, so, like not even my favorite band, which would be Evanescence, but like, someone <laughs> so, so, someone's so random. Like, we just can't say no to this. Like. Yeah. Muna. I can't even think of one. I'm just going to say Evanescence. Solid <laughs> choice. I mean, you know, Thanks. Miley's Miley's got a new track coming out uh, next next Friday. Uh, oh, so... I am excited! Yeah, we've been seeing all the uh, like the the posters that they do like on like outside like the construction walls. Like they're all around LA again, and we're like, oh, she's coming back. Senses <laughs> might have to put a little uh, little sizzle together for that, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> Control, alt, delete, TikTok. <laughs> like, it's a great tool, but, like, let's not base a six, like, you know what I mean? It's like the gatekeeper to success right now. Like, if you if your TikTok's not popping, we're not even going to look at you. It's like, no, just, like, look at us, and then let's build the TikTok also. But, you know. I see the pros, but I also just like, uh yeah. As people, as like musician, three musicians that aren't like marketing experts, it's tough when like the whole game changes to be, oh, you're not just a musician anymore. You're also your head marketer. And that's mostly where your focus is going to go versus like the art itself. <laughs> hey, I have a degree in marketing. I consider myself somewhat in that world. That's true. You're the exception. <laughs> Am the I the only exception? <laughs> you are <laughs> what's a venue that uh you'd give anything to play wembley i think yeah sure. that would be insane wembley or the the forum in red rocks oh, comes to my mind oh red rocks too for sure cool for me for me personally it would be uh my hometown arena the save mart center that's cool i'll throw kilby court in salt lake city into the mix <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, the smell. Oh, the smell. No. In LA. There's this there's this the venue here. There's this, there's this venue in LA that's like a garage. It's called the smell. So cool. All vibes. So what do you think is your worst habit during the songwriting process? Being a perfectionist. Yeah. 
That's a good one. I think think also, at least for me, is um, letting myself get stumped too easy and being like, okay, well, I'll just come back to it versus like really trying to just hammer through it and be like, no, like let's actually hone in on it and like get this idea to where we want it to be and not just give up so easily. Big facts. Yeah. That's, that's a really good one. It's so easy to be like, ah, what do we want to say here? And then be like, all right, let's come back instead of, yeah, exactly right. Just put a placeholder or yeah. Yeah. So many times we come up with like these crazy, awesome ideas just on the other side of that. And it's so funny. Like you just put that into words. Like, yeah, a hundred percent. How would you describe your music using only colors and shapes? Mm. Colors and shapes. I feel like colors would be like dark, and dark yeah. pinks and dark contrast colors. Contrast. Yeah, dark yeah. purples and blues and pinks and triangles and lightning bolt shapes. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I like light, I like lightning bolt shapes. Yeah, yeah. right. That's kind of sick. I feel like I like lightning bolt shapes. Bolt shapes. Ooh. Agreed. Do you consider yourselves artists or entertainers? Both. Both. I think I I personally identify more with the artist side of things, but I really like entertaining as well. So definitely a mixture. I think Uh, you wear both hats for sure. Sorry. I think you have to wear both hats for sure. Like the artistry comes out when you're making the music, when you're thinking about the stuff, like what's the video going to be and the visuals and all that. And that's really where you have to tap into that artistry. And then once you hit the, the, the tours and the stage, you're totally in like entertainer mode. And I know like, like Beyonce has that Sasha fierce, like alter ego. She talks about, it's like, it's so true. Like you accidentally just like become this full-bodied entertainer once you like hit the stage (laughs) yeah like I mean the first thing that captivated me about music and like doing this like as a living was you know the entertaining side of it like I really liked you know Kiss where like with all the makeup I loved like I loved the lights at shows like the the like the theatrics like the costumes like I really loved that was I was just like whoa this is so cool it like takes the music to like this different world. And I think that's what really got me first. And then, yeah, I was like, this looks cool. That's a really cool point because for me, it was almost the opposite for me. It was like the artistry of it, of like feeling like you could not say anything on your mind unless it was like put into a song. And like, that was my only form of release was like listening to different songs and be like, Oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. How do I like how do I do this? How do I translate how I feel onto paper and into a song and like creating that? And so then after that became like the, oh, and I have to perform these now. Okay, cool. Let's jump into this side of it. Tell me about uh, the moment in your careers that you're most proud of. Ooh. I, I don't think I can talk about yet the most proud moment, but It was really cool seeing our music video release in Times Square. That was really cool for me. Yeah, that is really cool. For Honestly, for me, it was just making it through our first tour and feeling really good about it. Like, I I think I built up this whole idea of like, oh, we're going on tour. And, you know, it's it can be like a lot of pressure just because I built it so much up in my head of like, that's the dream, right? Is like being able to travel and do your music every day. And so once we hit that last show 
And I made it through without getting like any serious illnesses or like, you know, any huge major hiccups. Um, that to me was like, okay, sick. Like I was really proud of the fact that I, you know, that all of us really just made it through, um, and had a blast and did our thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I agree with mad, like that's definitely for me, my most proud moment is getting to play songs that we wrote on tour every night to people that we've like people in cities we've never been to or seen and just get to do that. I mean, we have a lot of, you know, friends here in town that are all like music musicians and artists. And like, so like, I feel like when you get to tour, it's just like that moment of just like, dang, like, like that is so cool. You get to go and like play the stuff that you spend so many hours and time on and like hoping and dreaming of getting to do it. And you're getting to do it no matter like how big the room is. Like, I mean, we played the show with seven people and it was still just like seven people that we would in this random city that we never would ever get to do. And it's like, we're here doing it. It's like, that is so cool to me. Yeah. Very cool. When did you decide you wanted to pursue music full time? I remember the exact time and place. Like <laughs> Tuesday, I think. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the, today, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, mine was in my mine was in. Uh, how old was I? I was. I had to have been. I think I was like maybe like freshman or sophomore in high school, and I remember uh, sitting in like my parents down in the kitchen. And I said, I, I'm very, I'm very stubborn. And I just uh, told my parents, I said, Hey, I want to do this. And my parents were like, okay, honey, um, you just need a plan. And I said, no plans, no plan. <laughs> I, said, I, just, I, just, I just felt like I just had to tell you that I want to do this. And that, that's literally why I just sat you down. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. For me, it was um, in high school, I got voted in our yearbook, most likely to be famous. So I was like, well, I guess I got to try to do something with this. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no, really, it was. Um, I decided to. I always wanted to go to New York actually to try Broadway. And then my junior year of high school, we came to LA for our spring break, and I just fell in love with it. And so I, I had started to figure out how I can, you know, get out of middle America and go somewhere that I just felt that I needed to be. And so I graduated from high school early, moved out here, and I was like, this is what I'm, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I need to do. And so the fact that my parents let me move across the country, like freshly 18, barely out of high school, like I had to fly home to graduate because I graduated early. And I was like, that is wild to me. Like, I feel like if it was my kid, I'd be like, no, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I was very stubbornly determined to to leave and, and start working on stuff. That's awesome. And funny that you mentioned like the superlative in um, at, like your high school yearbook or whatever, because mine, I was just thinking like, damn, what was the point for me? And I remember in like eighth grade, they do those like superlative things. And they were like, in 20 years, Josh will be a, a professional famous musician. And I'm like, ah, well, obviously that, but like, what else? And then, <laughs> like, I, was, I guess at that point I already was like, well, duh, like I'm just going to be a musician forever. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so funny that's so funny that you say about the uh <laughs> being voted in your yearbook mad about uh uh most likely famous because i remember i remember in high school we had like i went to a smaller high school and we had a uh, uh rallies and each class had to do like a dance and i remember one time my class like something went horribly wrong 
and like our dance for the rally they like everyone just dropped out and they're like we have nothing like so like the head of like the president of our class or whatever literally called me and was like hey will you just drum (laughs) (laughs) and like everyone else had a dance and then like in front of my class i just set up my drum kit and played uh down with (laughs) sickness like yeah you did hell yeah yes. and my class just went off they were just all like just like yeah like and i was like cool <laughs> like that was like my first performance like ever oh my god you should tell my mom that story she loves that song <laughs> no way if we ever have any technical difficulties on this run just have that ready because you're gonna, all right nick you know what to do hit him with the sickness bro and they, just, they just like plug the song in like into the gym like speakers so i had i couldn't even hear the song so i'm just, oh, I was, no. just like, playing so it, like i hope this is right like, <laughs> i love that man hell yeah From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcast Your Life The Mixtape and Headliners comes Your Life The Mixtape magazine, a free monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. So if you could start your career over from day one would you do anything different i would immediately download tiktok (laughs) i would be the first person ever on tiktok yes 100 percent. top top 10 easily (laughs) (laughs) honestly no sorry go ahead i was just saying next app that just starts rolling out i'm just gonna start doing it i'm just gonna Hey, that's what I did with threads. Yeah, I was gonna say I think everybody with threads was like, let's just just a case. Yeah. Honestly, though, for the most part, I don't I don't say whether or not I would change stuff. Like I'm a big believer in, you know, your path is your path and where you're supposed to be is where you're supposed to be. And like uh so yeah, that's I always try to stick to that kind of like motto. Um, because otherwise I would like totally drown in like what what I should have, could have, would have done. Agree. Well said. Thank when you. do you when do you feel like you're most creative? After I watch really sad movies or shows. <laughs> <laughs> um honestly at the weirdest times, like usually right before I go to bed at like you know that or I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll have some idea and I'm like shit and I like my wife's next to me so I'm like okay I can't sing this into my phone right now and so I'm like having to get up I have to go in my other room like get my little like notes app out (laughs) so it's usually at the worst possible times um but we're trying to be better at tapping into our creative uh creativity at any point (laughs) yeah mine is definitely not at night like I am not a night owl I I need my sleep. So like, I'm such a, I'm like, let's have practice at 9am. You guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, when it's open seven. Perfect. I'll be there at six. I have, when I have my cup for like my first cup of coffee in the morning, I'm like, let's go. I'm ready. That's awesome. I think for me, it's either after really devastating life events or, um, yeah, just like, I think I'm a night creative as well. Just like the days happen, I get a little, you know, time to myself, the brain starts 
going all over the place and then you're like oh shit that song that was a, just the backtrack of everything i was just thinking of that's not a real song i should write that down that's pretty good yeah nick i definitely feel you because when we we do production meetings for for this show i'm like all right so i'll be up at 6 30 so we're gonna have this meeting by like 7 45 and then we'll probably be done by nine so then we can have our breakout rooms and my team is like no fuck you <laughs> right i'm always like hey i'm i'm, I'm ready to roll like as soon as i wake up i'm ready to go i totally get that <laughs> it's been like two times throughout the entire time i've known these guys that i've ever been awake earlier than nick and i've like texted the group chat and like nick wasn't even awake yet and i was like wow this is crazy but only two times I would say Nick is definitely the morning person of the band. Josh is definitely the night person of the band. And I'm like kind of somewhere in the middle. You can catch me on great mornings and you can catch yeah. me when I can stay up for a long time. <laughs> like yeah, the healthiest person, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> there are times when we're like, when we're like in the studio late, like not even that late. Like I would say like maybe like 10 o'clock and I'm like falling asleep on the couch. I'm like, this is not for me. <laughs> He likes so, to take notes. So if this episode turned into like a tiny desk concert type thing, uh, what is the first song you would play? Tiny desk. Ooh. Honestly, I love how gonna make sure it sounds acoustic. I was about to say it. Let's do it on three. One, two, three. Gonna, gonna make, make sure. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one that one translates really, really well. Uh like yeah. And you would think it wouldn't, but it just really does. It sounds so cool, acoustic. The chord progression is just what really does it. Yeah. 100%. What advice do you have for the next generation of artists? Hmm. Download TikTok right away. Yeah, figure <laughs> out what your TikTok is and get that before anybody else. <laughs> Honestly, I think the whole movement is just like, don't take yourself too seriously and just really have fun with it. And also like, I spent a lot of time second guessing decisions or like not, you know, being kind of unsure. So it's like, just really know your, what you want and who you are and, and just go for it. And, you know, don't be apologetic about it. it yeah. hundred percent. And along those same lines, like don't get caught up comparing yourself to somebody else because that's like a losing game compare yourself to yourself see that progress be grateful for it you know let that make you positive and motivated and and keep going i mean i have to teach myself that lesson every day still that's like such an important piece of the puzzle i feel like i would say just be like overall you just have to be passionate about your craft and like times there'll get times and you have to wear like a lot of hats and you'll have like uh, there's a few times where like I would fall out of out of love with drums and I'd have to remind myself why I love drums and to remember that like to be passionate with it and just not get caught up in like the clout and eh, because yeah yeah matter. I think no matter what you do if you're not passionate about the thing that you're doing it doesn't matter what you do you will fall out like you will like yeah. It, it, it nothing else you do will make up for a lack of passion for what you're doing it's yes. just noticeable too if you're not passionate it's just yeah 
even like the most successful projects aren't always <laughs> cookies and milk 24 seven. You know what I mean? Like it's, there's going to be times and that passion will get you through that part into the next, hopefully, you know, kind of uh, rise up kind of up and down. Hello there. I, I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favorite subscription-only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognized journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. If there were 25 hours in the day, what would you do with that extra hour? My I've been on a survivor binge lately and I've gone through <laughs> like three seasons. Oh, I would use that good. hour for another episode. I would probably finally get a good night's rest. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Definitely snuggle with my dog. Oh. That's it. Mojo. Mojo. And hot. Pops too, but definitely Mojo. <laughs> what do you want people to take away from your music? Madison? Me? Did you say my name? Yeah. All of our merch available at sensesrock.com. <laughs> <laughs> All of our merch. Actually. <laughs> Honestly, like... I just want people to feel like they like what music did for me and why I fell in love with music is just that couple minutes of escape, really. Like it's that time that you just relate to something so much. And um, like we had one song in particular that I wrote it about something very specific, but everybody thought it was like a relationship song. And my favorite thing about writing and about releasing music is that people can interpret it in their own way. I think that's super cool. Like, I don't love to talk about too in too much detail, like what our songs are about, because I like that people can relate it to them however they need to in the moment. You know, that's like one of my favorite things. So I, I would say that I just like, however it, whatever it means to you, then just hold on to that feeling because, you know, then it just can become nostalgic later on. You can always tap into that later. Like it's just a whole, whole experience. Yeah. I'd say like a, like a sense of community as well. Like, you know, if you're feeling like you're just 
the only person who thinks the way you do, feels the way you feel, whatever. Like, hopefully there's something in a song or in somebody in the audience that can resonate with you and you'll feel like a little less like, you know, you're doing things by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, for me, I mean, I think the biggest thing about um, us as just like the three of us is that we just, we all three of us come from three different worlds. Um, and I think it just kind of is cool and a testament that it doesn't really matter like who you are, and I know it's gonna sound like cliche, but who you are, where you come from, but like that anyone can do this if they really want it, and that if they believe in themselves, like they can achieve like literally anything you want. And yeah. like for me personally, just with drums, I'm just I'm trying to uh, yassify drumming. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so tell the folks listening at home and all over the world where they can get their hands on "Take Me Out of Here" on the 13th of September. Anywhere you look, like it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like the Pirate um, Bay. No, yeah. <laughs> Spotify, Apple Music. You can go to our website, censusrock.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at censustheband. You can hit us up on TikTok. We love TikTok at censusrock. <laughs> big uh, TikTok people. You should big get TikTok find it there. Big, big TikTok, TikTok energy. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you uh, for taking a little bit of time out of your day to talk to me about y'all and talk to me about the music. Um, Fun story, you were the first band that has appeared on this show that I was familiar with prior to getting the email. So when I got the email, I was like, fuck yes, I love them, book them now, do this. Um, no so, way. Oh, so, so thank you. Uh, this thank is you. this has been fantastic for me as a, as a fan. Um, yeah, thank you guys. Thank oh you. That is, Thank you. Yeah, that's that's, like really the, coolest, that's yeah. the coolest thing here. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Headliners. We'll be back next week with an all new episode. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. For more information about the show, visit us at www.yourlifethemicstate.com. Headliners is a Spring Break 83 production in association with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved.